finals between the Lakers and the Heat. It was increased by 32%, but yet it was still the fourth lowest watch finals since 1997. There's a saying that goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. There's only but so much anybody can do to make people watch basketball. Any more than you can get somebody to watch football or hockey or baseball. I usually like to watch sports in times like this when you know there's a lot on the line and it's for a championship. That's what makes sports so exciting. The thrill of victory. The agony of defeat. That's what I remember from I was a kid. And for what you gathered from the Bucks and the Suns was just that. The thrill of victory. Both teams won in that series. This wasn't a sweep. This wasn't even a gentleman's sweep. These were two teams, highly competitive, that went back and forth with a chance to win. Unfortunately for Phoenix, they didn't have bodies to match up with Giannis and Brooke Lopez. They really didn't have anybody fast enough to keep up with Drew Holiday, Chris Milton. They were exposed for who they were as a young team. A young team that can possibly, possibly go back to the playoffs with a chance to go to the finals. But everybody that watches the NBA knows that the Western Conference is packed. It is packed. It is full of outstanding talent that makes this coming season that much harder for the Phoenix Suns. I wish them the best. I I was pulling for them the entire season, especially during the playoff run. And most importantly, during this NBA Finals, I want to see Chris Paul win a ring in the worst way. I really do. And it doesn't just go for his friends. It doesn't just go for the people he's played with for some time. This man deserves a ring. Not to say that John Stockton didn't. Not to say Carl Malone didn't. Not to say that Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing didn't either. I'm just saying, for the body of work that Chris Paul has put in, with a number of organizations, not just one or two. He's been on at least five. And for him to have his own team with the Phoenix, this is pretty much his team. He was the floor general of this Phoenix Suns team since the start of the season. And I think a lot of a lot of those guys were able to respond to Chris Paul when he was sharp, when he wasn't hurt, when he wasn't affected by the defense. Drew Holiday, or even Giannis Antetokounmpo for that matter. But that's what makes a team that much better. That's what makes a team so significant. Outside of the all-stars you may have on a team, outside of the players that you have that do a phenomenal job season in and season out, this team could play defense. There's something about this Milwaukee Buck team that moving forward, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with because they play outstanding defense. And if they bring everybody back next season for what's to come, I can't see how. I really can't see how this Milwaukee Bucks team could not be successful, bar an injury, bar in anything else that could affect the momentum of this team. I like the idea that Milwaukee can perhaps do it again. So says the commission. 
I want to thank those that have been listening to this show. It means a lot to me. Thank you very much. We are coming to the end of another month, which means that I will probably do another show. And then I'm going on hiatus because I really need to take a break. The commission himself needs time to himself as well. I plan on taking at least a month to perhaps sit back and relax, put my feet up, or even do some traveling, whatever the case may be. With that being said, I intend on starting my second season, the end of August. I will probably do another show for football, and then I will come back, I will convene back on the last weekend in August which I have to believe is either the 28th or the 29th, which is when I got started last year. So it will hold significance. It will hold a purpose to start my second season around the time I started my first season. With that being said, I wish everyone all the best. I hope you enjoyed the NBA Finals like I did. I'll leave by saying peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I'm out. Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish. The Milwaukee Bucks have won the NBA Finals. They've won the 2021 NBA Finals in six games. They won the best out of seven by winning four straight games against the Phoenix Suns that have been left shell-shocked, confused, dazed, and leaving questions behind what the heck to do for the upcoming season. I don't laugh at the Phoenix Suns. I congratulate the Phoenix Suns for what they've done. They've done a magnificent job this past season. I give Chris Paul all the praise, along with that young team with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and a a number of other guys that are on that squad. They did an outstanding job. Whether they started or came off the bench, they put in time, they put in work. They did make the finals competitive. They did make this series competitive. And there were times where they were winning in the series. But what the Milwaukee Bucks proved, of which I've said for the longest time, is that the Milwaukee Bucks can play defense. There wasn't anything that you saw that I saw or maybe might have missed to show that the Milwaukee Bucks could not defeat the Phoenix Suns. It's just that when it comes to Milwaukee and making adjustments, it's foolproof. There's nothing about what Milwaukee Bucks did in this series that left me dazed or confused by what they couldn't do against a Phoenix Suns team that could not find a way to win. They win the first two games, but then they couldn't win the next few games after that. They couldn't win game three when they were up. They couldn't win game five when they were up. Game five, they were up by 16 points, which was the third highest point spread in NBA history. 
in finals history. You mean to tell me you're up by 16 and you cannot get it done? Oh, well, CP3 was hurt. Oh, you know, the, the guys didn't shoot well from three-point land. Okay, yeah. We understand all that. But you were up in those games. You were winning those games. Why can't we put those games away? Why can't we win? Why was it so hard for the Phoenix Suns to win? I can think of a few reasons. One reason was that they didn't have the size that Milwaukee Bucks had. These guys were huge in comparison to Phoenix Suns. Huge. You had two seven-footers starting for that Milwaukee Buck team with Giannis and Brooke Lopez. There was nothing that could balance out the attack that they had games three, four, five, and six with those big men out there running the floor, especially Giannis. This man was everywhere. Giannis Antetokounmpo, game five, had 32 points. Giannis Antetokounmpo, game six, had 50 points. There was no way to neutralize the, the onslaught what Giannis Antetokounmpo did in the last four games. It's just the fact that with every game that he played, it just seemed like he got better and better and better. It seemed like he was on a mission. He had something to prove. And he did this with grace, with style, with class. He did the way that you remember back in the day. If you remember back in the day in the 80s when uh, the NBA was just getting back into the thick of things. You saw Boston win their titles. You saw L.A. win their titles. They had their bigs. And their bigs were nothing as close to Giannis Antetokounmpo. They couldn't run up and door that. They couldn't run up and down that floor the way that Giannis did. They couldn't play defense the way that Giannis did. Giannis had five blocks, game six. Amazing. The man was all over the place. He's going to be remembered for a lot of uh, winning games and plays that he did during those games that I have to believe makes him one of the best players in NBA history. The question came out about if Giannis Antetokounmpo was the best player on the planet. I know anything just to start or cause controversy, we're going to bring it to the table because there's a whole lot of people out there that will not give Giannis his due. In spite of the records that he set, in spite of the work he did in a, in a game-winning game six against the Phoenix Suns that was 2-0 against his team, Giannis goes out there and puts up 50 points against these guys. And they had no answer for him. Flip side of that is every time Phoenix took a shot, there was somebody in someone's face. Drew Holiday wouldn't let uh, Devin Booker breathe. At some point, you saw Giannis on Chris Paul. And Chris Paul had 26 points. But it was just the fact that there was nothing that the Phoenix Suns could do. There was nothing that they can do consistently to make sure they can put the nail in the coffin and win a game after game two. It was almost as though they couldn't either make adjustments or they were just so exhausted to try to keep up with this fast, agile, quick, sharp Milwaukee Bucks team. I give credit, a lot of credit to Giannis, 
Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, uh, Brooke Lopez. I give a lot of credit to Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton. A lot of the guys that really contributed for the last four games, but I really truly give credit to the head coach, Mike Budenholzer, for his outstanding work with this team. He was not phased at all. It was almost as though he knew his team better than anybody else. He didn't have to worry about what this team was going through games one and two. He just had to make sure he could write the ship for games three and four when they played at home. He had to protect home field advantage. If they had it, they didn't gain home field advantage until they won game five. And game five was by four points itself. Ironically enough, Phoenix was nearly perfect. They were nearly perfect from free throw line. They were nearly perfect for three-point land. They averaged anywhere like close to 68% from three-point land. Had 90% from the free throw line. There was nothing about this Phoenix Suns team that made you think that they couldn't win. But what stood out to me for game five alone, two things. One, where was the bench for the Phoenix Suns? What was the, what was the bench for the Phoenix Suns for games three to six? But more importantly, for game five of the series, they had three guys play the bench, um, three guys from the bench play for 46 minutes and only gave them 15 total points. Connaughton played 33 minutes by himself and gave that team 14 points. That was a deciding factor that game, outside of what Holiday did by giving 27 points and 13 assists. The man was 50% from three-point land. Sometimes it's just about effort. Sometimes it's just about just, just working that extra inch to making sure that you can solidify a win. Outside of what we saw the Phoenix Suns do for games five, when it came down to fast break points, Milwaukee had the advantage, 21 to 12. When it came to offensive rebounds, Milwaukee had the advantage, 11 to eight. It's small things like that statistics like that that people overlook because we don't see that as flashy we don't see that as extravagant but it makes the difference in a win it makes the difference winning by four points that's all it took they didn't blow out the suns i don't think there was a game where they blew out the suns ironically enough game one the suns blew out the bucks by 20 points so this was this, this. Let's not uh, throw shade on the Suns because the Suns lost four games straight. I just think they lost to a team that played better defense. I think they lost to a team where to a, they lost to a team that they couldn't find to put some type of body on Giannis Antetokounmpo. They couldn't slow him down. They couldn't find anybody that can match him physically. They couldn't find anything to do with that offense once they got hot, once they got hot. They couldn't find an answer for what Chris Middleton did game five and what Middleton did game six. They couldn't find an answer for Bobby Portis coming off the bench game six and giving them 16 points. 
there's just so much to this Milwaukee Buck team that leads me to believe that this team could do it again next season. Will they do it again? That's the biggest question in the world. It's a question of who's healthy between now and next year or next season, which is not too far off. But Milwaukee did something that was outstanding. They played their game, never changed. Not since they played against Miami in the opening of the playoffs, to the Brooklyn Nets, to the Atlanta Hawks, to the Phoenix Suns. They never changed their game, never changed their style. And you couldn't ask for a more humble person like Giannis Antetokounmpo. There was a quote that was on Twitter that I'm going to read off to you real quick, and I'm going to paraphrase. I didn't write it down word for word, but basically what made Giannis so composed and focused this past series came down to this. The question came up about what makes him focus or what what puts him in the right frame of mind to, to, to play the way that he's been playing. And he basically came out and said, when you focus on the past, that's your ego. When you focus on your future, that's more of your pride. But you need to focus on the present and that's what makes you humble that takes humility Giannis is just that Giannis is going to be the face of the NBA I would think within a season depending on how things play out this upcoming 2021-2022 season is going to be the deciding factor of just how marketable this Milwaukee Buck team will be knowing that Giannis has everything to do with what the NBA looks like right now. There's not much, there's not many people in the world that can do what Giannis has done. There's not much that you can say that's going to change anybody's ideas of who Giannis is right now. He's an outstanding talent, a person that earned his time eight seasons to get to the point where now he is one of the best players of all time. Only two other people did what he's done by winning NBA MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and a Finals MVP. He is the second person in nearly 70 years, nearly 70 years, to score 50 points in a deciding game winner for the series. It's amazing. If you think about that for just a second, there's not many people in the world that's done what he's done in just one night. Yet we want to criticize him and think that he's not uh, the best player in the world. Okay, fine. Stick to your guns. Stick to the nostalgia that, you know, LeBron's the best in the world or that KD's the best in the world. That's fine. I get it. I truly do. But LeBron can't do what Giannis has done. Kevin Durant could not do what Giannis has done. There's just something about what Giannis Antetokounmpo was able to do this series that you may not ever see anybody else do for a long time to come. So says the commission. NBA is over. It's done. <laughs> Stick a fork in it. I, I, I enjoyed the series in spite of what the ratings were. I don't know if I gave the numbers, 
But the ratings for this series for the NBA Finals of 2021 was at 9.91 million viewers in comparison to what was for the last 